Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again today. Uh, Let me see. Let me just get my focus here proper. There you go. Uh, Well, look, folks, today's the day. All of you watching me from Georgia, this is it. If you haven't already voted, excuse me, I trust you will be getting out there momentarily to cast your vote for Herschel Walker. So that's what I want to talk about today, because this election is crucial. It is crucial. You know, today is what? The sixth. In six days, there will be a hearing in Chesapeake, Virginia. My church is in Chesapeake, Virginia. There will be a hearing in Chesapeake, Virginia to talk about the establishment of a Satan club in a K through three elementary school, primary school, a Satan club. Now, now why do you even bring that up? Because folks, that is the Democrat party at work. That is the Democrat party at work. Say, well, wait a minute, Bishop Jackson, how can you associate that with the Democrat party? Because my brothers and sisters, The Democrat Party has become the party of godlessness. And as such, it is the party of the Satan clubs. It is the party of the Satanic Temple. Remember that the Satanic Temple sued the state of Texas and said, you can't inhibit abortion or prohibit abortion or limit abortion or interfere with abortion because abortion, the killing of an unborn baby, is one of our religious rituals. And it is protected by our First Amendment liberties. That's the Democrat Party, folks. That's what they become. That's who they are. And so this election in Georgia is critical because really the question is whether they're going to elect someone who represents Satan or or elect someone who represents God. And folks, it's just that stark. It really is just that simple. Now, of course, I'm not arguing that that uh, Raphael Warnock is belongs to a satanic club or belongs to the satanic temple. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying that the values that the man espouses and believes in are the same values that the satanic temple believes in. The only difference is the satanic temple has Satan and a caricature of, of what they, I guess, believe Satan looked like in their, in their, on their logo, whereas Raphael Warnock will have the Ebenezer Baptist Church as his logo. But when you unpack the logo and you unpack what they stand for, they stand for the same things. The satanic club, the satanic temple wants unfettered abortion. So does Raphael Warnock. They believe there's no distinction between heterosexuality and homosexuality, between marriage and fornication and adultery. They believe there's no distinction to be made. They don't believe in the morality of God. Neither does Raphael Warnock. Well, you know, let me come back a a, a second and talk about this issue of abortion, because, of course, they've accused Herschel Walker of 30 years ago trying to finance uh, a woman having an abortion, or maybe it's a couple of women. I don't know what happened 30 years ago. I don't believe that, by the way. I just don't believe it because I know 
what a bunch of lying degenerates these Democrats and these leftists are for the most part. Because when I ran, they did it to me. They just conjured up stuff when I was running. So that's why I don't believe them. I mean, they tried to prove that I didn't grow up in a foster home with no bathroom. They tried to prove that I was never a chaplain for the Red Sox. They tried to prove, what else did they go after me on? Uh, but they, they just went looking to try to conjure. In fact, what they did was they found one foster kid who was in the same foster home I was in, but seven years later, and they tried to use that kid to say, oh, we had an indoor bathroom. Well, I, I had been gone for seven years. I don't know what they had at that point. Maybe they did. I don't, I think, I, in fact, I know because I went back to visit them. At some point, they did put in an indoor modern bathroom in there, what was, had been their shed kitchen, but they didn't have one when I was growing up there. Now, but the, oh no, they wanted to smear me. He, well, he made that up. If they, if they, if they thought they could have found something worse, they would have. I mean, they treated it like I was a presidential candidate traveling all over the country, trying to prove, trying to find stuff that they could, they could use against me. So I don't believe any of it, but let's just assume for the moment, like I said, that there's some truth to it. That was 30 years ago before the man gave his life to Jesus Christ. And Lord knows I don't want to be evaluated today on the basis of the way I lived and thought before I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Do you? I mean, there, there are some ways I behaved before I knew the Lord. I still look back on with regret. And I know that all my sins have been forgiven. And I know that I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But every now and then those things, I just kind of shake my head. Think, what in the world was I thinking? Well, frankly, I wasn't. I was under the control of the devil. Just didn't know it. As I've said, demon possessed right up to the eyeballs. But if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, let, let's talk for just a second about this whole abortion issue, because there's something that the Lord put on my heart today that I want to share with you all um, that, that really just, just jumped out at me. Because, of course, this is the other thing. The left sees abortion as, as their raison d'etre. It is, it is their chief ritual. It is, it is the thing that they seem to love above all else. Because, you know, when they were using that rhetoric, the end of our democracy, you know what they were talking about? They were talking about ending and restricting abortions. That's what they were really getting at. Because in our democracy, a woman should be able to kill her baby whenever she wants. I mean, that's their view. When they, so that was just code language. They weren't talking about the end of free speech because they don't care about free speech. They weren't talking about the end of, of uh, religious liberty because they don't believe in religious liberty anyway. And they certainly weren't talking about the end of the Second Amendment because they're against the Second Amendment. They were talking about abortion. That is their cause celeb. That is the altar at which they worship, killing unborn babies. And I'm not exaggerating. Because you saw what happened when, when, when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, simply acknowledging that there was never a constitutional right 
there's nothing in the Constitution that gives anybody a right to abortion, just like there's nothing in the Constitution that gives a right for two men to get married, because you've got to change the definition of marriage in order to make that work. So basically, you've got to change the language. You've got to change the whole culture in order to create such a right. And that's what the Supreme Court, unfortunately, did in Obergefell. But overturning Roe v. Wade in Dobbs v. Jackson was simply a way of saying that was made up stuff. It was never real. But it did not outlaw abortion. It put it back to the states so that people could debate the issue, marshal their evidence, marshal their science, and have their legislature take action on what they believe is the right course. But they acted like it was the end of the world. Oh, now that they've done this, they're going to end interracial marriage. I mean, that's preposterous. But that's what they link to it because, of course, they have to link race because race is, is, race is their primary tool of manipulation. So they've got to link everything to race to prove that any action that we take in consistent with Judeo-Christian values and principles is somehow trying to take us back to the time when uh, it, it, and this was only in the South, by the way, when, a, when a, 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 two people of different races could, ma- could not marry. They were not allowed to marry, a, particularly a, a, an American of African descent, an American of European descent could not marry. That was wrong then. Nobody is interested. Who? Nobody in America, except a few little idiot white supremacists or racists or Nazis or whatever they call themselves. Nobody cares who marries whom today. It's none of our business. But marriage is only a reunion between one man and one woman, period. But here's what I want to get to. And so this idea that they've linked to it, this is is the, the kind of demagoguery they engage in. This is the kind of lying and deception. See, that's why I say the Democrat Party, folks, has become the party of Antichrist. The Democrat Party bears the spirit of Antichrist. Because everything that God says, they're against. That's where they are right now. So here's what the Word of God says about a child being formed in the womb. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. I want you to deal with this thought, okay? That when they kill an unborn baby, They are killing that baby every single day for the rest of their lives because every single day that baby does not have an opportunity to live and breathe in this earth is the cancellation of a day that God fashioned for them before there were any. Folks, this is, this is straight off the Holy Ghost presses, but I'm, this is what the Lord has laid on my heart. Abortion is really like serial murder because you are killing that baby every day that baby had, was supposed to have life 
and had a, God had a plan for that child every single day. You are killing that baby. Now think about that. Because that, that, that aborted baby, God had a plan for that baby today. God had a plan for that baby tomorrow. God had a plan for that baby the next day. God had a plan for that baby the next day. I said, well, well Bishop Jackson, my goodness gracious, weird. That, I mean, that, that leaves you in a hopeless situation if you ever made that mistake. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins. So this is what I say. But so even if Herschel Walker, in his, in his sinful state, made a terrible mistake, even if he did, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. But these people who continue to bathe their hands in the blood of unborn babies by supporting this carnage, this genocide, they better repent before it's too late because it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, I know I did this yesterday, but I want to do it again. If you happen to be an American of African ancestry, if you are black American, I want you to share this with every black person you know. I want them to see this. I want them to hear this. Because you're listening to a black man who was born into a broken home, who very well could have been a victim of abortion. And some of you are in the same position. Some of you out there listening to me right now, some of you were adopted. Some of you know people who were adopted. Some of you were born in the difficult circumstances like I was. Some of you would have been perfect candidates for abortion. But the Lord somehow, by his divine will, saved your life, and here you are. Black folks need to understand something, that abortion has had a devastating impact on the black community. It is a plot of Satan himself to limit and to subvert the plan of God for the lives of the people that Satan is killing in the womb. And if you are complicit with that, if you are a part of that, if you are voting for people who support that, you are in league with Satan, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you are in league with the devil himself because Jesus said he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, you folks in Georgia um, who are members of these churches, where you got pastors who endorse these godless baby-killing politicians because they happen to be black and they happen to be Democrat. Stacey Abrams, Raphael Warnock, telling your people to vote for these monsters. You are bathing not only your own hands, but bathing the hands of your congregation in the blood of unborn babies, and you're going to answer to God for it. You might think you're successful, you got a big church, everything is going great, but I tell you what, you're going to have to answer to God for that because you ought to know better. Because some of these people like this guy, Jamal Bryant, I don't even believe he's saved anyway. He doesn't know God. Just like Raphael Warnick. These people don't know God because they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not preaching salvation from sin. They're not preaching preaching the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ for the salvation of our souls and the gift of eternal life. They're preaching black politics, black religion. 
We got to vote Democrat because the Democrats are going to take care of us. What, what happened to God taking care of us? We got to vote Democrat because Democrats, what black folks do. Oh, yeah. So just like, as I said before, just like their slave master, Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And they say, yes, 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 master. Yes, we, we agree with you. We, we're voting. We're voting Democrat, just like you ordered us. And got the nerve to point the finger at me and, and other black conservatives and call us names, call us sellouts. We're the ones who are standing up. As I said before, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't bow to the Republican Party. I bow to the principles that are consistent with the word of God. And when those principles become inconsistent or some leader in the Republican Party espouses principles inconsistent, then I'm not for you. I'm against you. But you got the Democrat Party. has got hem- black folks hemmed in like it's some kind of religious cult. And it doesn't matter what people stand for. It's, if they're Democrat, hey, and if their skin is black, oh, that's a bonus. Then you, I don't have to think about anything. Well, you better start thinking. You black folks voting for these godless Democrats, you better start thinking. Because the color of their skin and the color of your skin is not going to get you into heaven. It's not going to get you past the evaluation and the judgment you have before the beam of seat of Christ with the deeds done in the body. When you knew their wickedness, you went along with it anyway. Now, I read an article this morning um, about uh, one of these Democrat operatives. You all will know who exactly. Uh, um, James Carville. And he was saying, basically, that their concern that the black turnout for Democrats is diminishing and is not as high as they need it to be. Yeah, he says, potentially, quote, potentially troubling that the black turnout in the midterms is not as high as they need it to be. You know what that means? That tells me, in fact, he calls Democrats, he calls black, black, black folks the most important constituency of the Democrat Party. You know what that means? If black folks stop voting for these baby-killing, uh, uh, sexually perverse Democrats, they stop voting for them, that the Democrat Party coalition falls apart. And you can bring a stop to the killing of these unborn babies, and you can bring a stop to this gender-bending nonsense that you're trying to push on our children. You can bring a stop to all that when the black community steps away from it and stops empowering it. But here's the interesting thing that I found. I knew this already, but, but it just so happens um, that an article came out about it this very morning. There's a second major constituency that the Democrats depend upon. James Carville says the, the black vote is their most important constituency. I guess you would call this one second and close. And you know what that is? What they call the non-religiously affiliated, the atheists, the secularists, basically the godless. Um, 65% of those who identify themselves as having no religion vote Democrat. And that number is growing. The number of people who identify themselves having no religion, they rejected Christianity because America is a Christian country culturally. 
they rejected that. Then they say they have no religion. They vote overwhelmingly Democrat. Now, let me ask you this question. If you're a black Christian or you're a Christian of any background and you're voting with a party whose second most important constituency is people who reject God, shouldn't they give you pause? Shouldn't you ask the question, well, wait, 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 who, who am I affiliated with here? Who are my partners here? Who, who's with me? Oh, abortionists, homosexuals, transgenders. And I'm not just talking about people living those lifestyles. I'm talking about people who are committed to transforming the culture to reflect making what is abnormal normal. See, look. The, the, I, I'm, I'm convinced of this. I could be wrong, but I, and I don't have any data to back this up, but this is my, my view, and I think I'm right about this. I think the average homosexual is just interested, like everybody else, in living their lives. But you have a cabal of elitists who bought into the Marxist worldview and believe that somehow they must rid the country of faith in God and Judeo-Christian values and biblical ideals must rid the country of that and normalize their perverse lifestyles and make this what everybody must bow down to. In fact, Gorsuch in the in oral argument yesterday was talking about, um, I think, Phil Klein, the Phil Klein case where he was the baker and he was pointing out that the state of Colorado actually forced Phil Klein to go through what they called a, a education seminar. He said, isn't, isn't that like a, a re-education camp? Oh, well, no, we were just trying to teach him the law. He knew the law. No, they were trying to teach him, you better accept and bow down to homosexuality and you better start praising it. You better start uh, 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 agreeing with it or you're, you, you are going to suffer catastrophic loss. That's how communist countries operate. That's not how the United States of America is supposed to operate. But Gorsuch pointed out that that's what Colorado did to him. And now they've got this woman, Lori Smith, and they're trying to do the same thing to her because she won't build on some kind of homosexual website. So, 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 so you've got, you're a Christian, you happen to be black, but your allies in your political affiliations are homosexuals, transgenders, homosexual activists, transgender activists, um, abortionists, and, and now we add all of the secularists, the uh, atheists, the godless people who reject God, reject the Bible. That's who, that's, that's who your compatriots are. I mean, doesn't that, shouldn't that give you pause? Shouldn't that make you think, well, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Say, well, Jesus ate with publicans and sinners, yeah, but he didn't agree with them. He was teaching them to be like him. He wasn't, he wasn't becoming like them. He wasn't agreeing with them. Jesus wasn't voting for scribes and Pharisees. He wasn't voting for publicans and sinners. He was trying to get them to come out of their sin. And he told the publicans and uh, he told the scribes and Pharisees who criticized him for it, he said, he said, the, the, the healthy do not need a physician, but the sick. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. He said, but the sick. He said, I come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He was not saying that these people are, 
are um, uh, that these scribes and Pharisees were righteous. He was saying, because they think they're righteous, I can't help them. But the people who know they're sinners, I can help. So don't, don't tell me you're, 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 you're part of that because, oh, you're going to help them. Oh, please. Because they think you're a fool for believing in God. They think you're a fool for believing the Bible. They think you're a fool for holding, holding biblical worldview. So my brothers and sisters, we must come together across all racial and cultural lines if we're going to save our country and save our culture. So let, let me add this. Let me add this. America is a Christian country. Now I know Barack Obama famously went to, I think it was Turkey, and said the opposite. America is not a Christian country. Well, what, 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 how would he know? He's not a Christian. So how would he know? And he lived most of his life in Hawaii, which is probably the, uh, certainly among the, if not the most liberal state, most leftist state in the country. So he doesn't know. He didn't know what he was talking about then. Still doesn't know what he's talking about. Down in Georgia, campaigning for Raphael Warnick, doesn't know what he's talking about now. America is a Christian nation culturally. We do not have an official religion, but we are a Christian country culturally. And let me make this clear. Even during the days of slavery, when the slave trade was just, when slavery was just coming to the continent, the first indentured servants arrived in 1619. But even then, who was objecting to the whole slave trade and to slavery in general? Christians. Christians. And so it was all the way up through the Civil War and the end of slavery. Now, not all Christians had the revelation. I really believe there's some sincere Christians who were just like many now. They had blind spots, just like some of these real Christians who are supporting this abortion stuff. It's a blind spot for them. Either it's a blind spot or they really don't know the Lord in the first place. But I'll give the benefit of the doubt. Some of them, it, they, do, they really do have a blind spot. They, they don't have the revelation. That's what I'm, I'm trying to give people the revelation. That's why I read you that scripture. And I'm putting it in these stark terms so people get the revelation. See, because look, when I was saved, I didn't have the revelation initially. It's not, I wasn't pro-abortion. I just didn't think about it. And I hear the debate and I'm just kind of, oh, okay, well. Until somebody came and talked to me. And I tell you what, my, it, it just tore my heart out because I realized this Christian who had come to talk to me about life was absolutely right. And I wasn't on the wrong side of the issue. I wasn't out protesting for abortion or anything like that. I was just kind of ignoring the issue. I was doing what a lot of, a lot of preachers do, which is, well, that's not really my thing. And a lot of black preachers say, well, I'm concerned about what happens after they're born. Oh, please. I mean, what a cop out. We're all concerned about that. That's why we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because you're concerned about what happens after a person is here in the flesh. You wanted to be saved first and foremost. And yeah, we feed the hungry. We try to clothe the naked. <coughs> we try to help the poor in whatever ways we can. Absolutely. 
That's this cop out. Oh, I'm concerned about what happens after they're born. Oh, give me a break. Try that with God. When he said all their days were fashioned, when as yet you were not, there were none of them. And what are you going to tell God? Well, those days didn't matter to me, Lord, because I had, I was waiting. I was waiting till after they were born. Then, then it mattered to me. But all that stuff about their days being fashioned before they were born, ah, that, you know, that, that was not relevant to me. Because after all, Lord, I'm in a position to tell you what's important. What's important is not what your word says. What's important is what the Democrat Party says. What's important is what my politics says. What's important is what, what, the, what black leaders say. Yeah, well, there's only one problem with that. They don't have a hell to keep you out of, and they don't have a heaven to put you in. And a lot of them are going to bust hell wide open because they're just as full of the devil as they can be. Full of lies and deception and deceit, drenched in the blood of unborn babies, supporting the wickedness and twisted perversion of homosexuality and just, just anything goes. As long as it helps me to get in power and stay in power and as long as it helps me to go forward, anything goes. That's not what built this country. This country was built on the notion that you cannot have freedom without virtue. So finally, I've only got a minute or two left. Let me wrap it up this way. If you are in Georgia and you are a Christian, I don't care what the complexion of your skin is. You got to get out and vote for Herschel Walker. Vote for the man of God. Vote for the born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not vote for this godless supporter of killing babies and perverse sexuality that is being pushed on our children. That's what Raphael Warnock represents. Do not vote for him. Get everybody you can to get out there and vote for Herschel Walker. And all you folks who voted for Brian Kemp and didn't vote for Herschel Walker, give the man a chance. Give the man a chance. I love you all. I really do. You know, folks, I can't begin to express to you the depth of love in my heart for every American. It's not that I don't love people around the world. I do. But of course, there are hierarchies of, of love and responsibility. My first responsibility, of course, aside from to God, is to my family. But, but then America's my family. And, and even the people who don't agree with me, I love them. I pray for them. I'm putting these things in stark terms, just like Jesus did when he said, you are of your father, the devil, the deeds of your father, you will do. He didn't do that because he wanted to offend them. He did that because he wanted to shake them and wake them. Help them see that they were off, that they were wrong, and they needed to come to him. Well, I'm not the savior, and I don't have any messianic delusions or pretensions. I'm just one American. I happen to have a little bit of a platform that I'm trying to use to advance the cause of Christ and advance the very best interests of my country to secure America's future. Because there's, no, um, there's no future in this godless, leftist, secularist mess that the Democrat Party is selling. The end of the world is coming for new climate change. 
Forget Jesus. We're not concerned about him. We're concerned about climate change. And so they'll let us take all your money and control your life so that we can save you from the coming apocalypse of climate change. I mean, counterfeit. Every Christian, I'm urging you, stop going for their okie doke. Stop going for their lies. Stop going for their deceptions. We love them. We pray for them. I don't care whether they're members of your family or, or friends or neighbors. We love them. We pray for them. But we cannot come in agreement with them and we cannot support what they support. We can't. If they want to hate us for that and call us haters, that's their prerogative. But the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So we know we don't hate them. But we certainly do hate the principles and the ideas that they represent because they are rooted and grounded in Satan. And by the way, I do hate Satan he's the cause of all this mess and he is unredeemable. Human beings are redeemable and we love them and want them to be redeemed no matter how deep the depravity is they're caught in because that's the way God feels about them. Not willing that any should perish but that all should come to life. So it's election day. It's a big day in Georgia and I pray that Herschel Walker, I, uh, in fact, I'm, you know what, I'm going to close. I'm going to take a minute and close in prayer and pray that Herschel Walker will win. So, so let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's a big election happening in Georgia today. Lord, and that election is between a godless counterfeit of a representative of you and a man who really knows and loves you, who's been through a lot of problems, been through a lot of pain, but he's He's a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, and that's Herschel Walker. I pray for Herschel Walker's victory in Georgia today. And Father God, may there be victory for America in upholding our Judeo-Christian principles and values, our Constitution, the rule of law, and Lord, a future that is rooted and grounded in the truth that our rights and liberties do not come from man. They come from you, O oh God. Help us to remain that nation, that nation whose God is the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everybody. And for those who if anybody says, well, I, I don't like that Bishop Jackson. He's too much into politics. You tell him, well, what do you think Moses was engaged in when he went down to Egypt and told Pharaoh to let my people go? God said, and I'm telling you, God said, let America go. God says to the devil, God says to the forces of evil, God says to these secularists and atheists, God says to these abortionists, these these purveyors of homosexuality and transgenderism and sexual perversion and child grooming, God says, let my people go in the name of Jesus. God bless everybody. Stand up, vote, vote. If you're in Georgia, vote. Stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.